Welcome to the very first book episode um, from the Awful Good Podcast. I am your host, Vidi. Um, if you listen to my main podcast, uh, Awful Good Podcast, uh, thank you very much. And thank you for coming over to the book side because nothing in this world just uh, brings me so much joy than actually flipping through a book okay my love for books began um when i was a kid and it's all thanks to my mom because my mom has a history of loving to sleep in and you know as kids we don't sleep in we don't we're up when the sun comes up we are up and my mom's rule was if you cannot watch tv unless i'm awake and she would wake up at like 9, 10 in the morning. And my sister and I would be up at, I don't know, 6, 7. And in our house where we lived, uh, we had a, it was a three-bedroom house. But my sister and I shared a room. And the middle room, which is what we called it, was the playroom. So we had a little TV in there. We had a couch. But we also had a big bookcase. And I had the entire Dr. Seuss collection book. And I miss... I really miss having that collection because it's just, it's my childhood. I don't know where it ended up because we moved. If you listen to my other episodes, you know that I've moved uh, from Cali to Hawaii and back. So I really, I really wouldn't even begin to know where that whole collection was. I still remember what box it was in. But c'est la vie. There's nothing else I can do but start collecting them all over again. But anyway, um, yeah, my love for books began at such a young age since I can remember. And on those Saturday and Sunday mornings, I'd get up and go get a book. And even though I've read the books over and over again, uh, I remember on the... And it was a wicker because my mom was into wicker at that time. My wicker bookcase and it was just filled. And I would just pick a book and sit on that little couch that we had and just read it. And the time... Like, the time would go by so fast because I was just so into what I was reading. And that, of course, progressed. And in school, I was the nerd that always, always got those Book It uh, pizzas. Do you guys remember those? The Book It's that they would give out. Uh, it was a program where you would read a book, you would do a book report, and then your teacher would give you those book it things for a personalized pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Back when Pizza Hut was good. Now, I, have ha- I haven't had Pizza Hut in a while, but back then, just being able to take my little book it to Pizza Hut and be like, I, I got a book it because I read a book. Me thinking I'm so badass at that age, you know, and not realizing that at that time, you know, kids were fucking ruthless and they made fun of you for being that kid that read books, but I didn't care. I did not care because every Friday when the teacher was like, okay, it's time to, you know, who wants to read a book, make sure you do a book report. And I would read all weekend long. I would do my book report and because I, for me, my most favorite and subject in school of all time is, uh, writing. Uh, English. So I love English. I I love to write. At some point, I'd love to write a book. I think I started writing one. And by started, I mean I had like maybe three or four pages. Um, but I, I love to write. I love to read. So those two that coexisted together 
really, really made my love for books stick throughout the years, and even now. But the unfortunate thing is when you get older, and this is this is life, but it's also me, you know, is my inability to actually read as much as I want to. Because there's so much going on with life, with work, you know, we all went through COVID and, you know, you would have thought, oh, that would be the perfect time. But for whatever reason, time just goes away from you. And I was trying to figure out a way to read more books. I had made a goal. I was like, this year, I'm going to read, I'm going to read a hundred books. Um, but quickly figured out that was a little bit too ambitious on my end because I want to do so many things that if I really wanted to read a hundred books, I may have to not never sleep for the rest of my life. So when this podcast came, this pod, this podcast happened, I thought, how am I going to, uh, separate myself from everybody? Because everybody, you know, is doing their podcasts, you know, they have their niche. I don't have a niche. I, at least I, I, right now, you know, I literally starting a podcast, I literally threw myself out of a plane and without a parachute and I'm going to see where the fuck I land. Um, I was trying to keep it clean on these book episodes, but uh, that's fine. This episode might be a little bit longer than the rest, but I'm just trying to establish, you know, my love for books and all that so that you have a little bit more background to work with. Okay, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I was trying to, like I said, I threw myself out of a plane without a parachute. I'm going to see where I land, where I splatter. And when I was deciding what kind of episodes I wanted to do, of course, you know, I'm doing my my life growing up because I think I live uh, an unconve- unconventional life growing up. Uh, and I want to see if anybody else relates to living so different from everyone else. Um, so I hope that this podcast, um, this book series, I titled it Treat Your Shelf. I thought it was clever. Some of y'all might be rolling your eyes and that's fine. But I hope this reaches uh, the audience that I'm looking for. You know, the book lovers, the non-book lovers. If you've wanted to pick up a book but you don't know where to start, you know, this... Hey, this might be it for you, you know. I'm going to be reviewing a book a month. And I'm giving myself a month just so that I have enough time to read it. To read the book. uh, Really understand it. And actually be able to record the episode... Uh, without being like, oh my god, like I skimmed through the book. I really want to have that time. Because uh, normally I can go through a book, you know, I don't know, in a day and a half, two days, if I really, you know, read consistently. Um, but I'm finding myself taking about maybe about a week, week and a half to finish a book just because, like I said, I still work an eight to five. I still have a husband. I still have a household. And as much as I would love 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 to i can't simply just come home pick up a book and just lay on my couch with my blanket with my headphones in because i love listening to uh piano music as i'm reading you know the the sound in my head as i'm reading really really helps me to concentrate on uh the book at hand so with that let's get into the first book of the Tricho Shelf series here. Uh, and the first book is, is called It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Normally, I am not into 
romance novels. Uh, I love more mystery suspense. I don't have a favorite author because unfortunately I judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I go to a bookstore, I literally sit in my car and I'm like, whichever book is supposed to be mine, please make yourself known. And I will go to the bookstore and I will just run my fingers on books. I would just run them on books and whichever one feels right, that's the one that I take, you know, and I always gravitate towards mystery, towards thrillers, but I was hearing a lot about Colleen Hoover and she was coming up on my TikTok and everything. There's a, there's a TikToker by the name of, um, McKenna, shoot, I forgot what it is, but her name is McKenna something. I'm going to link her, um, her TikTok to the show notes on this episode And she came up and someone asked her a question about Colleen Hoover and her enthusiasm for her books was the reason that I went out and I got, uh, this is this, it ends with us. And I knew it was a romance novel and I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot because this isn't really, but what this book turned out to be was besides romance, it really turned into something else that I wasn't expecting. And I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed this book. So the story is about, well, before I do that, I want to talk about Colleen. Uh, Colleen is a 42 year old graduate from Texas A&M. She has a degree in social work. She never wanted to be a writer. She started uh, writing a book uh, by the name of let me see I wrote it I wrote it down in my notes I think it was called Shameless no Slammed that was the book um, she heard she had no intention of publishing her book but she was inspired by an Abbott Brothers lyric that she heard that said decide what to be and go be it and after that she self-published that book and it got picked up and she quit her job as a, as a social worker and became a writer full-time and this was back in 2012 now she's 42 so i think she was like 32 back then uh, she was born in sulfur springs texas um and she has a plethora of books you know and do your research because i know some books are more greedy than others but she's a very you know naughty writer uh and there were a few instances in the book where I'm like, Ooh, Colleen, girl, you got me sweating over here. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So, so do your research on this book, you know, read a little bit about Colleen. She has social medias and I find her very funny. She also, which I haven't looked into and forgive me that I did not, but she has, I think a book, it's not called book of the month. It's sort of like a, Oh God, I'll look into it and I'll definitely let you know. But for now, let's go ahead and let's talk about, uh, it ends with us. So, so in this book, you're going to meet Lily, you're going to meet Atlas and you're going to meet Riley. You're going to find out who's her first love of her life and who's her current love of her life. And when those two worlds intertwine, you get this very, real, very passionate, uh, very scary situation because it's one of those, the devil that you know versus the devil that you don't know. 
And Lily, as a child, used to write to Ellen. Mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres. She used to write to Ellen in her journals. She dedicates all her journal entries to Ellen. And she has those all saved up. She has all her journals from when she was a kid saved up. And in those journals lives Atlas. Atlas is a homeless boy who snuck into the neighbor's house after he was kicked out of his home. And Lily one night sees that there's a light on and wonders who is in that house. And little by little, she starts noticing Atlas and they start forming a friendship because it's dead winter. She knows that that house is cold. Uh, when they go to school, they ride on the bus together. And of course, Lily notices an audible smell and she invites Atlas to come over to her house to shower up, to shower up, to get blankets, to give him clothes, her dad's clothes, because without electricity in that empty house, he was going to freeze to death. And Lily became smitten by Atlas because Atlas was uh, a nice, genuine guy really cared about Lily. He would watch her when she was in her garden, you know, gardening. Uh, Her mother gave Lily some, you know, little seedlings to plant. And Lily really, really enjoyed it. And she grew to love gardening. So when her parents would be at work, she would invite Atlas to come over. They would watch Ellen together. Really had their little, like, you know, love affair. And Lily loved him. She loved him and he loved her. And he always wanted to move to Boston. Uh, They lived in Maine at that point. Uh, And he always wanted to go to Boston because everything is better in Boston. That was his saying to Lily. And Lily really, you know, really took that. And she would write about him in her journals. And Atlas lived in her journals. So when her father passed and she was on this rooftop that night, you know, just looking out into the sunset, uh, insert Riley Kincaid. Riley's a neurosurgeon at the local hospital and Riley isn't looking for any relationship. He doesn't want anything because his trajectory in life, he wants to be the top, the best neurosurgeon that he can be. And he's all into one night stands. That's all he wants. So when he sees Lily, you know, he's up there and he's just pissed He's pissed about something and Lily notices it and she's like, oof, this guy. So they get to talking, you know, and they start doing these things called naked truths. So that's when you are the most honest, brutally honest that you can be with one another. I think it was at that point that Riley, I believe, told Lily that there was a brother that accidentally shot another brother or one of his siblings, and he could not revive him. He could not bring him back. The little boy ended up dying. So he was upset. He was upset that he could not save that life. Um, They don't exchange phone numbers or anything. Um, And then they leave. You know, months pass by, and Lily gets her inheritance from her father that passed. And her one thing was that she wanted to open up a flower shop. The mom decided to move closer to Lily, of course, in Boston. And she opens up her own flower shop. And she meets a girl named Alyssa. And Alyssa just comes out of nowhere. And Alyssa starts working with Lily because she needs something to do. And apparently, 
Alyssa is very well off. Her husband is a millionaire, which she says over and over again in the book. And it turns out that Alyssa is the sister of Riley Kincaid. Yes. So Alyssa, Alyssa becomes friends with Lily, um, but she doesn't know that Lily and Riley already met. Okay, so Lily is busy opening up her flower shop and insert Riley, he shows up. At some point, they all know that, oh, everybody knows each other. Great, fantastic. So as we get into the book, you know, Lily and Riley are just having this conflicting relationship because Riley just wants to have sex with her and Lily just doesn't, you know, for the fear of getting attached. But one night it happens and let me tell you, <laughs> the amount of, uh, what do you call it? The X-ratedness of this book is absolutely fantastic, let me tell you. Uh, Colleen really lets you have it, just like Kylie, Kylie, Riley lets Lily have it. Um, and then, and then as much as we want to love Riley and Lily together, it was the first sign of, oh shit, here we go. Uh, Lily and Riley are in the kitchen and they're cooking. Uh, Lily's making a casserole. Something happens where Riley tries to take the casserole out of the oven without potholders and drops it because it of course it burned his hand and in a few days from that day they riley was performing surgery so of course you have to have steady hands your hands have to be you know undisturbed okay and he has a moment where he backhands lily and she falls to the ground that was mistake number one and he starts apologizing. He apologizes fiercely after Lily gets up because she hits her head. And she's like, oh no, no, he hit me. This is, this is my dad. And to backtrack, Lily's dad was abusive to Lily's mom. Lily grew up witnessing her dad um, choke her mom out, <clears throat> all this abuse and witnessed her mom make excuses for it. Like this was the last time he was drunk. He didn't mean it. He's so sorry. It said it, he said it wasn't going to happen again. So when that incident happened with Lily and Riley, it brought her back to what her mom must have been feeling because she tried to justify so much like, no, he's not like my dad. It was just a moment. It got away from him. It's fine. He really is a good guy and she's trying so hard to justify his actions like no it's 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 nothing bad it's it's okay but it just keeps getting worse you know when atlas gets introduced to the story atlas opens up his restaurant in boston it's called bibs okay uh, and when you read the book you'll find out why it's called bibs and once atlas is in into play you know 
that the love that she was trying to forget to be with the love that she is now totally just the intertwine the conflict and lily is just beyond herself she starts reading her journals you know she reads all the letters that she used to read to uh, all the letters she used to write to ellen uh, and she gets up to the point where it's almost the last episode at the last diary entry um and she doesn't read the last page because she just, just doesn't want to at that point but situations begin to happen with riley abusing lily without even knowing it it turns out that riley has this blackout rage that happens when he gets really upset he just totally blacks out and doesn't even remember doing that stuff to lily um and if you want to find out what happens at the end you are just gonna have to read the book because we get to the point of the book where atlas is a big part of lily's life at that point when it comes to the abuse uh, lily does end up getting pregnant and just the whole ending part of it ends with us was a twist that I, I didn't see coming and i only say a twist because i i really i i was rooting i was rooting for for riley just as much as i was rooting for atlas because these these two individuals the one thing they have in common is lily and it's just like i mentioned earlier it's the devil you know and the devil you don't know and lily has to make a choice you know after the birth of her daughter who she named emerson so if you read the book you will know why her name is emerson and lily makes a choice lily makes a choice of what am i gonna do with riley because at that point after multiple times of getting shoved down the stairs and all that lily lily is scared lily doesn't know what to do she she's trying really hard not to compare riley to her dad but you know with every incident that happens it just pushes lily away from riley and after she gives birth she just she knows in her heart what has to happen and that that ending of it ends with us that whole ending really cemented why the book was called it ends with us and it was just it was so heartbreaking and sad but at the same time it was just like mm, i understand why you have to do what you have to do you know because you you really do want to root for him but at the same time it's just a never-ending cycle that that it has to end with us so i hope this book review helped you um, from one to five books, I give it a four and I'm only giving it a four because it was a romance novel and because I wanted more. <laughs> I wanted more of all of this, which I came to find out that it starts with us, which is the sequel to this book, uh, comes out in October. It comes out in October, 2022. I am beyond stoked for it, beyond stoked for it. Uh, and I will definitely be giving my review on that book as well. So if you want a book about romance, about a love triangle, about um, the, the traumas with your past meshing into your future the way that it did for Lily in regards to the 
uh, abuse that she had to watch her mother go through, read this book. Um, it is great. Like I said, it's gritty. It is X-rated. There are parts where you just you want to clench your pearls. But for the most part, I really enjoyed uh, the setting. You know, Boston. I really enjoyed Lily coming into her own for her daughter, uh, doing what's best. But also, it ends with us. Is It starts with us, the beginning of her with Alice. So... Again, definitely one out of five books. I gave it a four uh, because just because it's a, it was a little romance novel. But I think I'm turning a new leaf, y'all, because I really, really enjoyed it. And will I read this book again? Definitely. I will definitely read this book again, and you should too. So uh, next up on the series, I will be reading another Colleen Hoover book. It's called Verity. So I just want to read the back for you just to give a little bit of context. So we have Lowen Ashley, who's a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job offer of a lifetime. Jeremy Crawford, husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowe arrives at Crawford's home ready to sort through years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect to uncover in the chaotic office is an unfinished autobiography Verity never intended for anyone to read. Page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of the night, her family was forever altered. Lowen decides to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, knowing its contents would devastate the already grieving father. But as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy begin to intensify, she recognizes all the ways she could benefit if her if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted Jeremy is to his injured wife, a truth this horrifying would make it impossible for him to continue loving her. Y'all, I'm excited for this book. I, <laughs> a lot of people have had mixed reviews about it, but if you want to follow along, um, I will be beginning this book, hopefully finishing it and... Uh, I, I think I'm going to be that person that buys those little like flags and bookmarkers to bookmark like certain areas. And if I can do better with these book reviews and if you want to hear other things about the book, maybe go more in depth on the characters or whatnot, please let me know. Definitely. Because I want to make sure that I bring you a series where you don't have to ask questions, like further questions about the book uh, that I don't already cover in the episodes. Okay. This book. This uh, episode was a little bit longer than I wanted to, only because I think I babbled on about my love of books, but I'm trying to keep them between 15, 15, 18 minutes long, just to give you enough information for you to go out and read it. So thank you so much for tuning in on the first episode of Trecho Shelf, <laughs> the book talk edition of my awful good podcast so please go rate and review and subscribe to the podcast so that you're getting uh these podcast episodes will be on the regular feed of my regular podcast uh you just want to make sure that you have your notifications you know you sign up you subscribe so that you have the notifications first as my episodes get published they will be published once every month like i said just gives me enough time to read the book you know, write about it, stuff like that. And because we already talked about Colleen, we'll be able to discuss a little bit more of the book. 
But again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And hopefully this this livens up that little fire of, of yours. If you ever wanted to start reading, you just didn't know where. I honestly didn't even know where to start when I did this series. But here I am, episode one and done. And I'm really excited for the future. So thank you all for tuning in. Again, I appreciate it. I love you. And I will see you in a month when we discuss Verity by Colleen Hoover. Bye, y'all.